Hello, I'm Caroline, and I'm Caroline Hardegger, and I'm the author of the upcoming dystopian novel, Composite Creatures. And I'm Gabriela Houston, the author of um, upcoming Slavic fantasy novel, The Second Bell. And this is Bookish Take, where we are going to talk about our writing process from the initial ideas stage all the way through to the scarier part where you start submitting things to agents or publishers or wherever you like. And this week, we're going to talk about the very beginning of the process, which is working out which story you're going to write, identifying your story, coming up with ideas, that kind of thing. So, um, Caroline... uh since you're also a published poet and a librettist as well as a writer, um, I thought it would be a good place to start to talk about how you identify which format your idea actually fits. Yeah, it's a funny one because um, with, well, with this novel, I'll take this novel as an example. So Composite Creatures, um, the idea for that one actually came up because I was asked to write a poem so there was a weird crossover so a a couple of years ago I was asked to write a series of sci-fi poems for a magazine in Edinburgh called Shoreline of Infinity and I think they were doing an anthology and I just I wrote about eight and then this one really stuck out and had a completely different name and it was really short but it had the same ultimate premise and I remember thinking it just stuck out and I remember thinking that would be a really good short story. And I don't often get ideas for short stories and things. And then I thought, okay, right, I'll try and write. How could that actually be a story? And then I thought, oh, could that be a novella? And then as I outlined, and I didn't know what I was doing, because I'd never written a novel before, um, I just wrote it as little bullet points. And it seemed to get longer and longer. And I thought, maybe this is my opportunity for a novel because I've always wanted to write a novel but I just never really knew myself how to identify ideas I'm better at that now now that I've had practice but at the time it actually came from a poem so sometimes I don't know I think it's easier for me to start with the idea of writing something really short like a poem because it's very freeing and experimental and and you can you don't need to worry about having a huge long narrative you can just write it in first person so from the the main character's perspective or write anything and then just see what kind of little mini world you've created and whether there's like a story in there or two stories that you can pull out into a bigger piece and that kind of happened with my second one as well that I'm writing at the moment um that sort of sprung up in the same way so for me there's a big crossover I don't know about you though like how, where do yours come from well so well where where the ideas come from is a kind of the the question that has many many answers um the 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 truth is it's just like it it comes from reading all kinds of stuff and watching Mm. interesting programs and talking to people and conversation you have and and all of this just sort of conflates into uh, what would happen if kind of a question and and then you can sort of develop it um, as you go along, in terms of you know format uh, of it, if it's an idea for a short story or if it's an idea for a novel, mm-hmm. it's. Um, I mean, for me at least, obviously, you know, my debut novel is just coming out. So mm-hmm. even though I've written more novels than that, it's it's it, it's we're we're both in that kind of starting point of really identifying 
where we want to go with ideas. But but for me, the idea for a short story, it's just, um, it's almost like a vignette of a story mm. where you just focus on one small aspect of someone's journey. And you don't need to know that much about the characters themselves. You know, they... You, you don't need to go go back to their childhood and you don't need to go, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily need to know how their lives sort of progress. You're interested in that one small aspect of their journey. and It's like a and, snapshot, isn't it? It's yes, like yeah. exactly. And with, with novels, like, it, it's, for me, it's like a bigger, the, the bigger questions that I might have about mm-hmm. um you know in 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 case of the second bell it was a question of what would you do if everybody around you and you yourself believed that your child is a monster mm. and a good premise <laughs> <laughs> and it's and you know it, it it's sort of taking it further from that is you know obviously the main character um, in the book is a is a Striga, and her mother had made the decision to leave the town where she grew up in order to bring up her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because she made that choice, just because she loved her infant and chose not to abandon her infant, doesn't mean that she sort of magically stopped believing in everything she'd been brought up with. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different kind of shift. And I was interested in that shift. And it, that is most definitely not a short story kind of an idea. It's, it was something that required multiple characters, interactions between the characters um, to sort of really record that journey of how people kind of challenge the beliefs they were brought up with, the taboos they were brought up with. And if they can challenge them and what it takes. And it, so, so in that sense, like it's, it, it was quite obvious that it wasn't a short story idea. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. It was too big. I think I totally relate on the, um, the what if thing, because a lot of my favorite books or films as well, because I, I find like I get inspired a lot by watching films, to be honest. Um, and listen to music as well. It's not always books. Um, but I try, I think I get captured by a feeling of something, which is probably why I've continued on with the poetry for so long. Because in poetry, you're trying to use, a, for want of a better word, a weird mix of words to create a certain feeling in somebody. Sometimes they can't work out why they feel a certain way because of the words. But it, it's like a real craft. And with um, Composite Creatures, I think what got me about that one little poem that I wrote, that speculative little poem, was that it had a very creepy, claustrophobic feeling. And that's the sort of thing that I, not like I want everything I ever do to be claustrophobic, um, but that sort of thing, as soon as I see that something is captured in real feeling, in a sense of tone, I think, oh, I want to explore that. I want to understand why. Because in Composite Creatures, a lot of it is um, about its character called Nora, who thinks she's doing the best thing for herself in enlisting in a private healthcare program, but it's it's a little bit more shady than that. And eventually, she becomes trapped in that system, and she ends up having to fight her own impulses in order to to cohere to that system. And um, so, yeah, so I, I, often with me, it's like chasing a feeling. 
more than anything else. But I, I would say with you as well, because I know we've chatted quite a bit before, um, you seem to have so many ideas, <laughs> like absolutely loads. Like you've always got a million things on the go and you've got other things in your head. Like how do you, do you have a way of working out which ones are the ones you're going to pursue? Or do you just try to try try as many as possible? Or do you just pick some? Or? It's, it's an interesting one because it's actually connected to where you are with your whole sort of, mm. you know, <laughs> career um, sort of stage. Because, you know, the, the, there's people who, you know, Robin Hobb can write whatever she wants at this point, right? Yep. Um, when you're starting out, when you when you haven't submitted to agents yet, you basically write your favorite idea, like the one that really sticks in your mind. That's what you want to do. Um, later on, obviously, if you do get a deal, mm -hmm. if you if you're going with traditional publishing, uh, and you do get a deal, it's um, like I, I try to sort of think a little strategically and, uh, you know, I'm talking to my agents about, uh, to my agent about, uh, what he thinks the next step should be. So I have also written like children's books, um, uh, that we have recently sort of submitted, uh, to, to editors. Um, I have written the next book for <laughs> after the second ah. bell, um, also, but it's, when you submit certain things and what kind of things you submit um, also depends on, you know, do you want to sort of create a brand where you sort of pull the similar ideas you have together and sort of really get that kind of feel mm -hmm. books out at the same time? Or do you want to branch out immediately, do different things? Obviously, I don't have an answer to that. Um, there is an element of I will write what I want to write if <laughs> you know but yeah. but mm -hmm. I'm I'm also thinking like you know I'm not running out of time as far as I know you know and unless a meteor strikes my house tomorrow uh, I have time I can yeah. I can write the different things I want and and that's fine yeah and I think as well as you go on I think the types of things you want to write change as well I find that with myself yeah. but you're totally right though like it's something I never thought about before having an agent and going through that process in terms of the the career steps of writing so whether you want to be I know my agent has clients who have um, they have two different worlds that they're into, so they have two different names. And actually, one of them recently I just discovered was the same person as another person I talked to on Twitter quite a lot, and I didn't realize they were the same person <laughs> because I've never met them. Oh, how stupid, because one writes romance and the other one writes, like, steampunk Western kind of books, so completely different. Uh, I, um, I, you know, that, that is, is a quite a common sort yeah. of um, uh, thing to do. I mean, Robin Hobb, also writes under um uh sorry megan lindstrom uh, oh, I, I think I, I, I don't know uh, under her her real name uh and she writes uh sort of sci-fi right. stuff so yeah. uh or more sci-fi stuff so um uh i guess it also depends for like genres because there's people who we will read anything right mm -hmm. and there's like if it's good sci-fi, I'll read good sci-fi. If it's good, you know, literary fiction, you know, if it's good romance, we'll read anything. Um, but then there's people also who will 
only read romance books or who will only read sci-fi books and if they they got used to you writing steamy sort of erotic <laughs> um you know renaissance you know uh, yeah. his, historical romance stories and then you suddenly come out with a sci-fi book but they accidentally buy they might get um a little annoyed so i mm. think i think it's really um something some, it's something to think about definitely yeah. oh totally and I mean we, we can't really talk about um creating your initial ideas and the planning process without touching a little bit on how much you do plan your novels and how much I plan mine like there's a a, a theory about whether a lot of writers are a, a planner or a pantser which if people haven't heard of that it's where, basically whether you plan everything from scratch meticulously outlining your whole novel planning each act and every all the character sheets everything or whether you just literally fly by the seat of your pants and just make it up as you go along and this, this a, it's a sliding scale like you can move along the scale mm-hmm. but I know me for instance um I think I'm somewhere in the middle because I I do like to plan. I don't think I would ever start anything without a really good idea of where I wanted to go and probably how I wanted it to end. That can change along the process because I think there's a, a similar theory. Is it whether you're a gardener or an architect? I think, and I know J- uh, George R. Martin. I think he's a gardener. I so like that one. That's that's yeah. a nicer. I think that's that's a nicer way to put it in a way because it's. I think it's a Neil Gaiman thing. I think it came from Neil Gaiman. I think, but um, yeah, it is. It's more well, it's more three dimensional for a start, so it gives you an idea of things moving. But I, it, it sounds so contrived. But I've always thought of myself as more of the architect side. But I think it's more of a, like an engineer because whereas an architect, everything is still and you're building it. It's. With, with engineering everything's moving parts so you've got to be aware that that's going to move that which will probably move that part so though I do do outlines and things at the beginning I'm constantly amending them throughout the process because it might go in a little direction that I didn't anticipate but then I still want to have my plan for where to go so I have to change the plan so it's probably harder work but it's literally the only way I can do it <laughs> what about you well, the, the, I think the way you do it is the best way for you and I think you know I, I sometimes see on social media people arguing about you know oh it's much better to do an outline or it's much or it's much better to sort of let it develop organically and 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 I think those kind of arguments are a little silly because in the end whatever works for you works for you and most people fall in between of the kind of two extremes of um uh sometimes people who are kind of natural pantsers do mm-hmm. are, are put in a position if they write a novel based on IP, for example, like they are forced to sort of outline before writing. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you get a situation where you have to be a little bit more flexible. But um, I mean, for, for, for me, I'm kind of in between. So I can't just sit down and outline a whole novel from begin uh, from beginning. Um, it is not going to work for me. I've tried it before and I ended up just, it's, it just ended up being a wasted effort because you sort of write it out and then the characters become slightly different. You have a different idea for how you can really add like a three-dimensional element to this particular side character and, and then it affects the whole plot. Yeah. Uh, 
so what I tend to do, and it's, I've, like I said, I've written a few novels now, so I can say, yes, this is my process. Um, I, I tend to write like a third of a novel, like a third of a novel in, I know my characters. So I have this initial right. idea, initial premise, I write it in and I kind of, and then I understand how those characters interact with each other, um, how they talk, what they want. That this sort of third part, first third part of the novel is when I have all of this sort of, all of those ideas, I put them in and then the kind of the plot sort of reveals itself to me. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when I, about third in, I sit down and I have, you know, and I have all those ideas for what could happen. And then I actually write like a bullet point underneath my manuscript when I do like a bullet point and then this can happen and then this can happen. It's not like scene by scene necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely kind of a, the big idea here and then this will lead from it and then this will lead from it and this would be the big sort of finale. And, and um, but, but I think if I like planned it out meticulously from beginning, I would just get a little bit bored, to be honest. I feel like that as well, because part of the fun of it is finding out where things go and all of the little secrets that come out of it. Like for me, a lot of the themes and the world building stuff only comes out when I'm writing it. I can't think of that without being in that world anyway. So, but but actually, that's probably a good time to stop because I think we've actually run out of time <laughs> for this one. Um, so those were our kind of thoughts on outlining and first ideas and things. And next week, we're going to talk more about writing the, the first draft. So thank you. Thank you for chatting to me, Gabriella. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. All right. Bye. See you soon. Bye.